Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I just got off an amazing deep dive into the, uh, well, what he described as a boring business of mortgages, but it actually comes out to an amazing opportunity uh, with Paul Burkett. And it was, an, uh, if you haven't listened to that yet after this, I want you to make sure you take, check that out. But this is the high impact series where I'm going to ask the one question. Uh, from this, we're going to uh, find a, a takeaway for you to be able to take your earbuds out, take your headphones off, and go have a money talk with your kid. Don't give yourself the excuse of, I'll do it later. This is the time. This is an eight to 10 minute listen with an eight to 10 minute talk that will have a major impact on your child's trajectory financially, but also a relationship with you that you talk about money. You are a money talker. So when there's bigger, bigger challenges, they get out into quote unquote the real world, they are able to come to you because you've already established the, that relationship. And so Paul, are you ready? Sure am. Awesome, man. Well, here's the big question, right? What is the one thing that you would teach about that our schools don't that's had a major impact on your life? Um, one of the most impactful books um, that I ever read, it was probably one of the first ones too that I read, and I don't really read management books. And it's kind of a philosophy book as much as, as a educational book, but um, is uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Covey. I got I to I tell you right now that made me yeah. smile because I've taught that book for years to employees and people. And it's just, it's an amazing book, but please go ahead. I just want, it's amazing. It's a, blue, it's a blueprint for life and it applies to anything that you do. But I think there's one thing that is probably, if I had to pick one, I mean, if, if I could teach just on that book, I think you could spend your life learning from that one, one book. And I've read it, I don't know, 50 times. I could almost recite it, that's how many times I've read it. And I usually find when things are going wrong, um, most things that go wrong, okay, some are outside your control, but many of them are inside your control. And your response to them is totally inside your control. And I find when things are going wrong, it's often the case that it's because of I'm breaking one of those habits, one of those rules that have slipped on. And I also find that it's the same habit that I'm slipping on. And, and, and that's typically a rule, and I can't remember which number rule this is, but I think it's number three, always start with the end in mind. And that is basically always have a plan. What is your plan? And I get very excited about things and I run off and start doing things and it's not really that well thought through. And I'm not being strategic about it. I'm being kind of self-indulgent because, oh, I'll start doing this and now I'll run off and do that. Oh, this is great, this is great. And then I find it's kind of all going out of control. And the reason it's gone out of control is because there was never a plan. I vaguely thought about roughly kind of, well, kind of, sort of but you need an actual plan to get started. And how am I going to get to this and break down those constituent parts? Because it's not really the plan that's the important thing. It's the planning that's the important thing. It's thinking through all of those individual pieces that are going to brick up to make that overall plan. And so that kind of saves you from yourself. Um, and that, that's what I would really dig into. It's been the, a core area of, of the, like the source of why things haven't always gone my way. You know, I, um, there's two things in there that I heard you say. One, the beginning with the end of mine is amazing because if you don't have a direction, you're not going to go anywhere, right? And so right. if you decide like, this is what I want, 
then you can plan out to how do I get there? And then our interview, you mentioned like, all right, I want to have, I, I don't want to be an accountant, right? Yeah. Because you decided like, this is all the things you like, could you? Yes. But if, to be an accountant, you're like, yeah, I would want to be that. These are all the things you have to do to be one. Like, I don't want to do right. that. Right. So yeah. sometimes beginning with the end of mine also eliminates things that we don't want to put our limitations to of our time. Right. Right? right. And I think that that's a big part about what you just said, which is it's not necessarily the plan. It's the planning that, yes. that helps you to, to differentiate those things. And the other thing in there, and I, and, and I, this is my favorite part of the entire book is that the world is the way it is. It's not the way you see it. Right. right? And so if you right. are looking at things in your paradigm and you are in control of the way that you react to the things that happen, not yeah. to the control of the things that happen necessarily. They may be right. a byproduct of a bad plan or things that you've done in the previously, but the ability not to get upset or the ability to say, okay, I'm upset, but now I'm not going to be anymore because I'm going to change my paradigm. That was yeah. the one for me in there that like, I heard you uh, kind of allude to it in there that it, it just shifted my whole, I had to read, I had to read and listen to that like a thousand times. There's a story where he's right. on the train and there's yes. all these kids and they're yes. just going crazy. And he's looking at this dad and he's just like, he's so angry at this dad. And he's like, why aren't you taking care of your kids? And finally, he, he finally nudges the guy. And the guy says, I don't, I'm really sorry. Their mom just died and I don't know what to do. And his whole oh, world changes. And right. he starts taking, he's like, come here. Like, let me take care of the kids for you. Like he, nothing on that train changed except for the way that he decided to, that he was looking at the situation. Right. And that was his paradigm shift. Right. right? And so right. that's really so cool right. that you brought that up because I get really geeked out and excited about seven habits of highly effective people. So when you go with begin with the end in mind, where do you like, how, when, and you find, you said that's the one that you usually break because that's part yes. of being an entrepreneur because we chase shiny things. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. So All how do you recenter yourself and how would you, so how would you teach a young person that concept? Well, I think that writing it down is the key thing, right? Because it's easy to fool yourself, but it's hard to fool a piece of paper where you're writing on it, where you wrote, I want to X and fill in the X. And let's say it's for a young kid, let's say they want to be a businessman, but they don't know, or a businesswoman, they don't know exactly what that is. They just like the idea of that. Well, it's to try and break that down as how would you become one of those things? Are you going to go get a job? Are you going to go and pursue a profession? Are you going to go and be an intern somewhere? Or like what steps can you take to try and move yourself towards that, that end goal? And sitting on the sofa playing computer games, is that moving me towards my goal or is it not? And the answer might be yes, or the answer might be no. It's fine to play some computer games, but you need to hold yourself accountable to, to that goal. And is this moving me towards my goal or is it not? Um, and being idle rarely moves you towards a goal. So it depends on how much you really want that thing or are you just saying it? Yeah, I really think that, um, it, I think people have a hesitation to do planning because they think they have to come up with the perfect plan. Mm -hmm. And I, in the, in the fallacy in that is that planning is the perfect plan, right? right. Like just, it doesn't even matter. Like if it's, even if it's a business plan, you're yeah. like, how are you going to handle sales? Yeah. Even if it's a three sentence answer, right? You've got to have something to go off of. This is how we're doing mm -hmm. it guys. And then everybody knows, or I'm not doing it. And, I, and then maybe that plan changes later, but at least you've gone through the, the thought process of it. Right. And, and like you said, with a young person like that, like in my mind, you say, Oh, I want to be a businessman. Okay, great. 
what kind of business? Okay. This is what you have to do to get there. Are you willing to do right. that? Right. You know, and it's like, well, maybe I don't want to be a businessman, you know, yeah, I, exactly. I want to be a marine biologist. Cause I just thought it'd be really cool to work in the ocean. Right. Right. But then it was like, Oh, well, I got to go to get a, I got to go to like seven years of school. I was like, Oh, I don't want to do that anymore. You no. know? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. I wasn't willing to do the things that took the plan to do it. But I, um, I agree with you that putting it on paper is a, is a, is a, is a huge tip because, you know, we go through something like 60 or 7,000 thoughts a day. Right. So just thinking about what you want to do is not good enough because it'll immediately right. get washed away with something else. And the second you have to put a pen to paper, then it, it, it stops you to, okay, well, I need to really do this. Right. When you go through the piece of paper after you've written it and you go, even I'm not convinced by my own work. So <laughs> how am I going to convince anyone else? This is not a good plan. I need to really think about this at a higher, more basic level, which is my plan is such a bad plan. Maybe I don't really even want to be the thing that I think I'm trying to be here. What, what's, what's the disconnect here? I think that's a wonderful exercise to be able to, you know, this is as a takeaway to just even having the conversation, but putting it to pen and a paper is a big key. And I think that that's a misstep because you walk by a kid and go, Hey, what do you want to be? What do you want to do when you grow up? What do you yeah. say? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't, you don't even know what jobs are. Like you don't even know there's a, you know, they don't know, you don't know that there's a, a Paul Burkett buying 2,500 distressed mortgages and helping homeowners out. Right. Like, right. Uh, and so I think just having, but uh, agreeing to do that conversation and agreeing to learn to do the planning is I think what the takeaway is, is that right. you're setting up a framework for them to have a problem solution, problem, problem solution, uh, system and a framework yeah. to say, okay, when I want to think about what I'm going to do with my life or where I want to be or who I want to impact, I'm going to plan it out. Right. And I think that that's the habit that you're building, which is right. why it's one of the seven habits of highly successful people. Right. But that's instilling it with the kids. So it's not really the outcome of that conversation with the kid that you're going to have, but it's really the framework that you're teaching, I think is the most impactful. A problem crisply defined is half solved. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, thank you. I really enjoy uh, talking with you. It's been it's been a great uh, it's been a great great conversation. If you haven't listened to the uh, the full length interview, make sure you do and pull the curtain back on uh, on Paul's boring, amazing business. And uh, and and so, um, if you want to find out more about you, uh, where should they go? Um, go to automationfinance.com and you can click on my LinkedIn and I do videos every month or so that teach you a bit about the mortgage business, the real estate market, what's going on in the world. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn, so connect with me there. Awesome. Well, thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. This is your opportunity now. Take your headphones out, take your earbuds out. Uh, go have a money talk with your kid. Go show them the framework of planning something now. Say, just go have the conversation. Take the 10 minutes. It will have a massive difference in the outcome and their trajectory and their financial trajectory, their entrepreneurial trajectory, their life trajectory is going to change because you're starting to introduce ideas that are never going to get in school. And so uh, go have that money talk and be a money talker. And we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. 
open Facebook, and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram, at The Money Talkers, for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.